Well, once again, we are in the book of Romans, chapter 12. And I've titled this morning's study, Our Reasonable Service, Part B. We looked last week at the first eight verses of Romans, chapter 12, and we continue in our study of this letter to the saints, where once again, Paul has faithfully declared in the previous chapters, God's people whether Jew or Gentile, are all saved the same way, by grace, not of works. He taught the great doctrines of redemption by grace through faith. And there is a result of being born again. We are a new creature, a new creation. Our walk in this world is changed. Knowing now what we were blinded to before, our state before a thrice holy God, the love he has for his chosen people, the depth of that love in laying down his life for the saints, and the fact that his perfect substitutionary death was accepted by God the Father, and he arose our victor over death. How could we walk knowing those things? How could we walk in our previous life's walk? How could that be? I've said this before. When you have seen the grace of God exercised in your heart, you cannot unsee it. It doesn't go away. The true grace of God to a poor dead sinner does never goes away. It is there forever. He doesn't just show you once and and then one day let you lose sight of it. Oh, I know. We think we lose sight of it sometimes, don't we? But that's just His way of bringing us right back to our knees to to look to Him. when When we fail, and we will, none of us can exhort what God has given us and what He has commanded us to do. Not in a way that would be pleasing to Him. When we fail, we have that advocate in heaven who says, I've done that perfectly. And when I did it, that person, you, me, all of God's people that for whom He went to the cross for, were in Him when He did it. He who has made us willing to come and follow in the day of His love has made us a new creature, willing and desiring to walk pleasing our Lord. You could sum it up in this if you wanted to. We love Him. We love His laws. We love to walk according to His ways. We, we love to do what we, what we think we can to please our Lord. Why? Because he first loved us. That's why. If he gave himself for me, I, I, as I, as I observe and understand his grace more and more in my life, how can I not love him back? How can we not love him back? Paul writes to the Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, he says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. This chapter that we read here, 
chapter 12 of Romans, it seems to be divided up in three sections. Verses 1 and 2, our consecration and our dedication to God. Verses 3 through 8, is our we see our consecration and dedication to the duties and to the gifts of the body of Christ. And then in verses 9 through 21, which we'll look at here, our general attitude and our behavior towards one another. Do not let evil men or evil thoughts dictate our course of action. Do not let hatred and hard feelings get the better of our Christian principles. Do not let evil revenge displace the divine light of forgiveness. Read with me, if you would, verses 9 through 21 of Romans chapter 12. Let love... And, and you know, before I go any further with this... Let God teach us what the meanings of these are, these verses. I, I, I started to, to go through and put down some notes on what some of the commentators have said, and I thought to myself, no, wait a minute. These, these are the most simplest words God could say to you or to you or to you or to me. Let love. Does that need to be explained? That doesn't need to be explained at all. Let love be without dissimulation abhor that means to hate hate that which is evil do you hate which is evil I'll tell you I hate what's evil in me I hate the evil that's in me do you cleave that means grab a hold of that means hug it cleave to it that which is good well what is good Jesus Christ our Savior He's, he's our good. He's the one who performed everything perfectly. He's the one who pleased the Father with everything He did. Cleave on to Jesus. Cleave on to our Savior. Verse 10, be kindly, affectionate one to another. Does that need to be, does, does that need to be explained? With brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. Prefer each other more than you prefer yourself. This is called humbling yourself. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, but serving the Lord. Serve Him. We got, you know, I remember Pastor Gene was preaching and he was saying, you know, or maybe it might actually it might have been a discussion with Bill Silva. When we do things, if we do things everything if we take this thought and put it before us in everything we do Lord is it glorifying you that's what I want to do I know I don't but that's what I want to do Lord is what I'm doing right now glorifying you whether I'm hammering a nail driving a truck fixing something working in the yard whatever it may be do getting our computer program going, Lord, am I glorifying you? Rejoice, it says in verse 12, in hope, patient in tribulation. You know, the world is watching us. If I threw a tenter tantrum and got all upset because that stupid sign over there is not working, which I got it fixed yesterday, it's not working again. 
I know that seems trivial, but if I got upset and threw stuff at it and got mad, what kind of a person would I be portraying to those around me? Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to get mad at that time when you guys are all gone. <laughs> Lord, is this glorifying you? <laughs> Throwing something at that sign is not going to glorify my Lord. Oh, patient. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Oh, that we need that, don't we? We need that. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I'm so weak. Verse 13. Distributing to the necessity of saints. Given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Now that's a tough one. But it's pure and, clear, it's pure and simple, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that a simple thing? You don't need me to, to, to decipher that for you. You know what that means. But it's a tough one, isn't it? It sure is. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. And weep with them that weep. That's speaking about our brothers. Rejoice with our brethren when they rejoice. And weep with them when they weep. I understand. I understand fully what our brother Mike is going through having to leave his home. That's not an easy thing if being so many years. I was in my home for 33 years. Kathy cried when we left that home. Our kids were raised in that home. It was in a bad area, yeah, but it was still our home. We bought it. We didn't have any other homes in this world. That was our home. We paid for that with our hard-earned money. I understand where Brother Mike has reservations about going to a new place. I understand. Weep with them that weep. Verse 16, Be in the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. That's a tough one for me. Because I think I know it all most of the time. Verse 17, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, or depends upon you, live peaceably with all men. Oh, how I want to do everything said here. Verse 19, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head, but not overcome, be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good. Before we go into chapter 13, because it's a continuation, when long-suffering of our Lord towards us is on our minds. 
Folks, our sin is ever before us. And as our sin is ever before us, do we not see the long-suffering our Lord is for us and towards us? Well, with that thought in mind, with the thought on our mind consistently, how much God has forgiven us, not just what we did, but what we do this day, the very thoughts that went through our minds this morning when we woke up and our mind became conscious, cannot not be the motivation for us to try to try with his long suffering on my mind it takes the sting out of my anger he suffered much more with me than I would ever suffer from another what grace my Lord has for me Lord give me to be gracious to others chapter 13 Paul continues to admonish us to be holy as our God is holy look at verses 1 through 14 of chapter 13 let every soul be subject unto higher powers again that needs no interpretation it's plain and simple obey your boss God put our bosses in place where they are for our good. That man who sits in the White House ruling everything was put there by our God. I see the dangers that are happening to our country, but this is for our good. I don't know what it is yet, but I know it is. I know it's good. I know it's for our good because God tells me it is. Do you? Do we know? Yes, we do know because the Lord Jesus Christ tells us all things are for our good. Some things in our own lives. The death of a loved one. The hurts of loved ones. Things that loved ones do that hurt us so deeply we can't understand. My God has said they're good for us. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. Let's think about this for just a moment. Let's, we, you know, we're reading in Scripture the story of Joseph, right? Remember what happened last week? Joseph, well, a couple of weeks back, Joseph was sold by his brothers. Can you imagine the hurt and the pain? that that man is, was enduring when they sold him into slavery just because they were jealous that dad liked him more and then he gets to then he gets to Egypt where he's sold into this potter's uh, uh, um, Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife says he's trying to sleep with me and he wasn't he was running from her and, he, and then he's thrown in jail for that 
You talk about a picture in God's Word of what happens in this world to people being for their good. What was it that he said to his brothers? You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And Joseph was exactly where God needed him to be when the, when the famine came, when the Lord brought that famine upon the land. For he is the minister of God to thee. Potiphar was the minister of God unto Joseph. Pharaoh was the minister of God put in place. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this is the cause, pray ye tribute, tribute also. For they are God ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom Fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled fulfilled the law. God help us to learn to love our, our enemies. Verse 9, For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other condemnation, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing the time that now is at high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. I know some of us are... Praying it'll come soon, huh? I know Pastor Gene and Judy get up every day and that's their first prayer. That's their first prayer. He's told me that. Lord, will you take us home today? Will today be our day to be with you? The night is far spent, verse 12. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ, it said. This is not only to be clothed in his spotless, imputed righteousness by faith and to make a strong public confession in him, but it is to imitate him in the exercise of grace. To walk as he walked. To love as he loved. To forgive as he forgave. To submit to the Father's will as he submitted to the Father's will. Make not provisions for the flesh, it said, to fulfill the lust thereof. That is to give less thought and attention to the body, to this body of flesh. As we think of the flesh, as we dwell on the passions and the lusts of this body, we somehow make arrangements to fulfill those lusts, don't we? Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. 
Turn over to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And we'll bring this to a close. Philippians chapter 4. Look at verse 8 with me, if you would. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, or a, a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Let me ask you something. Do you think David could have benefited from these words? Had he read such words before this, he stumbled with Bathsheba? When sin is creeping up into our minds, when the flesh seems to be more powerful than we can endure, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us an out. Look to him. Amen.